Okay. Welcome back to Sense Spotlight. This is Matthew coming back to everyone, showing and highlighting the best of the Scent Network uh, and the best of the creators on the Scent Network. Uh, this week, I'm joined with a really special guest. You may have seen their artwork. It could be described as being kaleidoscopic or otherworldly, or some may say dystopian-esque. They really caught my eye because a lot of their collaborations with other creators, uh, such as M. Lipti and Mere Takeru, they also have their own social currency, WGM. Um, so, of course, I'm speaking with WG Meets this week. Welcome to the Scent Spotlight. Thanks for having me, Matt. How's it going? Pretty good. So I'll start this off with the same question that I ask everyone. Just tell everyone who WG Meets is. Well, WG Meets uh, is a graphic designer by trade. So my pretty much nine to five, as people say, would be graphic design. And I started venturing into crypto art not too long ago. And I didn't know exactly where I would fit design-wise, just because I do have other visions to create things. And so I'm a huge mix of a whole bunch of different styles, right? And I pretty much anchored down and I said, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to fix on one of them and I'm going to be pretty much try to do as best as I can with one. And ended up, I ended up falling in love with fractals and I just ran with it because it felt natural to me just because of where I was at the time mentally. And it just opened up a completely new different type of look and thought as far as to what my work looks like. So before I was very into minimalism and I do photography. So it's a gigantic step, I would believe upward as far as to what I would be producing, uh, what I would produce in the past. So I've done that and uh, along with the certain collaborations that I've done, I've switched it up according to who I collaborate with, but it generally has the same exact feeling uh, with fractals and that weird, you don't necessarily know where to place it world. Uh, <laughs> I still have people to this day that I ask them, I'm like, well, what do you think my work looks like? Or I always like ask, do you know anybody that it resembles anything near what I do? And they're like, I, I, I don't really know where to place it. <laughs> they don't really know where to place it. So I take pride in that because at the same time that it's, I personally think it's kind of funny when art confuses people. Uh, so I think it's funny, but at the same time, fascinating because as with everything in art is subjective, but I do like it that people see what I either name it, what I describe it, you know, in the description, and they'll see it or they'll ask me, like, well, what does this mean? Or where did you get your, I always get, where did you get the names from? And it's usually with the initial reaction or thought that I get with a piece. And with the pieces that I do, they're never really planned. So I don't say, okay, well, this one, I want it to look uh, like it's underwater or, you know, anything like that. I pretty much start with a blank slate. And as they say, you know, change settings and whatnot. And obviously depending on what kind of fractals that I'm using, I come up with what I come up with. And it's, there's no rhyme or reason, but there's always a ending to it. And it's only when I'm happy 
enough with the piece that I stop. And then once I get to that point, that's when I'll see it. I'll see something immediately and I'll say, oh my God, okay, this looks like X, Y, and Z. And then I know I'm finished. That's, that's super cool. And I remember when you, you first got onto scent, you were sharing a lot of your photography. And now that you mentioned that, I can sort of see a lot of the work that you're sharing. It's just, it's framed from a particular perspective. It's awesome. Like it's super eye catching. Um, like I still can't get like path one, that creepy, bloody, <laughs> like all the way out of my mind's eye. Like it, it sticks with you. They're, they're, they're very powerful in that regard. And I'm, I'm just curious because I, I'm not sure how much this is true for, for every creator or artist, um, but I have to imagine that some bit uh, of the creator is reflected in some way in, in these pieces. And I mean, if you look through some of the work that you've shared recently, like what part of yourself uh, as an individual is reflected in your work? That's a very interesting question. And I really, uh, odd enough, I haven't ever been, I've never been asked that. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, So there's usually a common theme on most pieces where there needs to be a certain flow to something or to a certain particular like area of the landscapes that I create. And it's usually water-like. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a very big marine life lover. So like everything underwater, like fascinates me, um, space as well. So I'll usually try to combine those two completely different worlds, but at the same time, very similar just because of the weightlessness of it all. Um, and in a recent collaboration, I've shown one of my favorite bands, but I don't necessarily know if anybody picked it up except me and Abysmus, which is who I collaborated with. <laughs> so I don't know if people can make it out. I don't know if people can probably remember them. Uh, as far as to, I, it's pretty obvious for me at least, but I'll still have people ask me, who's Billy Shears? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Billy Shears? So that whole entire piece stems from obviously my collaboration with Abysmus. And it's more on, I wanted to do a music piece. I very rarely have worked on anything music-based as far as fractals are concerned, as far as my recent collaborations. Um, Haven't really touched upon it. And music is a gigantic portion of my day of who I am and, you know, I wanted to share it. So I'm a really big Beatles fan. Uh, I'm looking at the haircuts and I'm like, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, you could tell. The more you look at it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then when people first see it, they're like, who the hell is this? Like, who's that guy in the middle? Is that Richard Nixon? Like, I've gotten Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah. And so it's pretty funny because obviously it's not. <laughs> and that photo was pretty much from the first appearance of the Beatles in the U.S., I was a gigantic, you know, on a daytime variety show or whatnot. So I did want to share that. And Billy Shears is what they said in the Sgt. Pepper's album. Um, they started the song with it on I Get By With A Loud For My Friends, a Beatles song. And in the beginning, they just yelled Billy Shears. So people were like, who the hell is Billy Shears? And I'm always fascinated with the mystery of like, you know, but you might not know. 
and which also ties into a lot of my work. Because again, sometimes people are like, what is it? Like, what, what were you thinking when you made it? I've gotten that. I've gotten, this doesn't look like it's from Earth. Or like, they'll try to pinpoint exactly my inspiration. And they could never really like pinpoint it. And I find that fascinating. So there's a mystery to it, you know? Um, and I do like that. I do like there's a mystery to it. I do like that people look at it and, you know, like I said, art is subjective. So they do get whatever message they get from their own thought, um, from the titles, the titles, sometimes they really catch them off. You know, I've, I've had tons of people, they're like, well, do you come up with the pieces because of what it looks like? Like sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, you know, it's something that it varies depending on what exactly I'm feeling at that specific moment. And it's again, never something that's pre-planned. So it throws people off and kind of like that. <laughs> it is super cool. And I mean, you, you kind of touched on it, but your collaborations, that's really stood out to me um, as, as setting you apart from a lot of other creators, but also sort of setting a tone for like a trend that I'm seeing more and more of. Like you mentioned your collaboration with the business. I really, I mean, M. Lipty is one of my like top creators in the space. I love his shadow series. I just, they're yeah, just awesome. so eye-catching. Um, but you also have had the tie-in with uh, Meta. So I'm just wondering, um, like, if you could walk us through any of your collaborations. Like, how does that work when you get together with another creator? How does a piece get created? How does um, an idea form when you're working with someone else? And then is crypto fundamentally changing the way artistic collaborations happens? Um, is this something that is just always happen and I'm just like seeing now because I'm, I'm more interested in the space or is something really changing? Uh, as far as the pieces, when I collaborate, it's honestly, I always love combining two different styles and everybody that I've worked with has a completely different style, but I still, well, we both, as far as myself and whoever I'm collaborating with, we both always come to a common ground that we say, wow, this looks perfect together. Like, this is fantastic. Like, you know, my life is better than your shadow series is me. I, again, I'm also a fan. And it's one of those that has always caught my eye. And I remember when he, I first saw them in, um, when he, he posted on Creary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, what is this? It's like, what does this mean? <laughs> and I got the same reaction to his work that some people have in mind. Mm. And I always thought, oh, that would be kind of cool to work something out with him, like as far as a collaboration or just create something. And as far as he was concerned, it was funny because it was so natural because we had two completely different, like alien things. And it just came together and a story came out of it. We basically created a story of going into their worlds, you know, going through caves and and escaping with our lives and learning lessons because we uh, came into the shadow people and they taught us things. And, and it was like, it, that's one of, one of the best collaborations that I've had because there was always a narrative with each and every single piece. And we did five, which is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we thought like, man, is this like, I wonder if people are going to like it. And we're like, well, let's put one out a day and let's see how it goes. And, you know, each and every single piece has something in addition to it. And what threw people off 
insane amount was that we were also talking Spanish. Mm. <laughs> so people were looking at the descriptions of the piece and then we would go into the original description of the actual series of the journey series itself. So we would start talking in Spanish and then, and people were like, well, what does this mean? So we had people asking us, well, like, how did you guys get this? Well, what does this mean? This is in a different language. And so we thought, at first we thought it was going to be funny because we were just like, we mainly talk in Spanish. So I'm Dominican. Obviously he's not, you know, he's in Croatia right now. So, but his Spanish is probably better than mine. <laughs> so we pretty much, the majority of times we talk in Spanish. And we thought it would be funny to put it in there and just, you know, like a little slight twist to everything that we've been seeing and something different. Because the series was something different. So we thought, oh, why not? let's see what happens. So, you know, we did have that. We had the questions as far as like, well, what does this mean? And, well, uh, how did you guys come up with it? And it's, it really came together just because we were both like-minded individuals to begin with as far as what we saw and, like, our visions. And we were, we were both very big on seeing our art and at the same time, if it would be something that there's something attached to it. There's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a landscape to be seen somewhere. I, we were very similar in that sense, but I, like I said, style's completely different. And I handed him a piece and he's like, oh my God, I can totally use this. And I'm like, are you sure? So, you know, we ended up doing a couple of different variations. He showed me some, like it was pretty much back and forth on it. It was fun because, you know, we were creating a story and, but it's honestly, when it comes to collaborations, it really, I at least really like to see both styles at play and somehow in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a lot of edits on my end. And I really, really love collaborations just because you get two completely different worlds going together and mm-hmm. it becomes one. It honestly became one. So yeah, your journey series, I mean, it's a complete, work it looked totally integrated right yeah yeah the settings the scenes just like each shot it's an awesome series to look at and then just to the second part of my question though like are these collaborations are like is this something that you've always done or is this something that that crypto is starting to help more artists come together to to work together how do you see crypto factoring into your collaborations if at all it has because it's made it somewhat easier because obviously with anybody that's within crypto heavily or at least halfway, you know how addicting it is and your world revolves around crypto to a certain degree. So when both the art world that you're in kind of involves itself within crypto and it gives you that satisfaction of knowing that you don't have to go to a client, ask them for this, or you don't, you know, you're not waiting for a check or you're not waiting for some it's everything's pretty much done through smart contracts. Like it's pretty fascinating. It is facilitating a lot of collaboration and it does make it easier. Now I've always liked collaborating to a certain degree and which is why I started. So WG meets is, it's me obviously, but it stems also from the art collective that I have, which is when giants meet. Mm. So the whole point of when giants meet was to come together with different artists and work on things, be it art, be it music, you know, be a photography. So like, um, as of right now, including myself, we have four members, right? So one is illustrator, 
two are graphic designers and one is a photographer. So we pretty much worked together in a lot of things. And the first way, obviously, because when you start something like that, it's not really easy to get noticed, especially when everybody has a blog and whatnot. So I did start it off as a blog. I started off as a personal blog, pretty much just jotting down my crazy thoughts and wonders. It evolved into me covering a lot of the indie music and art scene. So I would pretty much go to music events. I would shoot the acts. I would interview them, you know, all by myself. Mm -hmm. And eventually my best friend got involved. Uh, My best friend is the one cam, which is of creepy woody photography fame. He does a lot of crazy toy photography. And we've always collaborated in a lot of things. We design, you know, be it I help him or he helps me in whatever project that we're working on. And it started to materialize slowly and but surely. And it got to a point that I'm like, you know what? I think, I think we're ready for this. Like, I think we're ready to just show our work. Mm. And it got to the point where crypto art started picking up for me as far as the scene itself. And as far as me liking it and pretty much falling in love with it Mm -hmm. Um, because it was so natural. It came to me naturally as far as what the scene was about, as far as how the scene was flourishing or is flourishing at this point. And it was pretty much like a natural movement for me. Now I still have to explain crypto to my other collaborators. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I told, I told one of them, Oh, well, you can't give anybody, not even me. You can't give your private keys away. He's like, what do you mean? Like private keys? And I was like, Oh Lord. (laughs) So I have a lot of explaining to do on my end because obviously like you mentioned, we do have our own token. Um, That's obviously with the people, good people from role. And it's pretty much a community and a loyalty token that we have to pretty much thank everybody that follows us and, you know, buys our work and we'll say, Hey, you know, here's what X amount of tokens or with those X tokens, you can buy some of our art. That's pretty much nowhere at all whatsoever. It's never going to get minted anywhere. We, you know, we have our own contract that we have where we issue our tokens um, specifically for the role uh, rewards. So, in the beginning, collaborations were always a thought and always an end goal. And it's slowly transitioned, thankfully, to where it is now, which is exactly where I want it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been fun. It's been amazing because, because of the crypto art scene itself, right? Including scent. Scent is obviously a major part of it as far as getting your word out, as far as showing your work, as far as just having another eye see your work. It's been really, really fun. And the end goal as far as where it is now, which is, you know, the collaborations that I've done so far, which have been my, like, they've been mind blowing for me just because you never really would have thought about it before if it wasn't because of crypto art. Like I never would have thought with, oh, well, like Mara reached out to me and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because we used to follow each other in the additional days, which that's another topic on itself, <laughs> as I yeah. saw your post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we've, I've followed a good amount of people that have been around in the beginning stages of, oh, I'm going to post a piece and I'm going to, and it can immediately mint it and have it up and people can collect it for free and, or if they want, they can sell it. And, you know, that's the main draw. And then, you know, I, 
I started following Mara. I started following Abyssmas. I started following Point Shark. I started following uh, Yelly, mm-hmm. which also now has her own uh, token. And it's pretty funny to see that because it's like a natural evolution of, okay, well, we met here. We grew out of that. You know, people have their own contracts. And we're basically growing up as artists. And then to work with them is a completely different world. But it's amazing because, like I said, you're, you're matching and mixing and meshing in two different worlds. So collaborations is pretty much the end game, but not the game. But as far as WGM is concerned, it was more about collaborating with other artists, you know, pretty much creating cool shit as far as art, photos, and even music, which that's down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music, I feel like it's tangential. It's coming, right? I'm excited to, to see more of that. I mean, artists traditionally have been screwed, right? Screwed out of a lot, like their life's work, like not getting the profits that the work eventually commands. The million intended ex- examples, I'm sure you can find, of how artists have traditionally been screwed. But with the scene right now, even though it's still like just burgeoning, it's just getting started to see a project and artists that are on super rare do like $35,000 over the past seven days. That's cool. This is money that's going in between collectors right straight to the artists themselves with, I mean, super rare ticking their cut on the sales, but this is awesome. Uh, This is a really, really amazing sign for creators that want to have that direct connection that want to really start making a potentially like living wage off of, their passion and things like that. And crypto, of course, is really central to that. And I love your passion for crypto. I share it too. And I think we're going to have to keep slinging crypto to a lot of people to bring them into the space for a long time heading forward, which is not a bad thing. I'm curious, um, like, how did you actually come to find crypto? Um, And and I, I know like the crypto art, like that paradigm that kind of sealed the deal for you, but like, how did you actually come across that rabbit hole Oh, that's a, a, a that's also a, a, has been an interesting journey for me. And people are like, "What?" But here it goes. So the first crypto that I noticed, or that I happened to stumble upon, was Litecoin. And and I was like, "This is great." And I'm like, "But this, again, not knowing anything about crypto, but you know, hearing little things here and there about Bitcoin, which everybody to a certain degree has." but knowing a little bit more. And I'm like, well, what is this? And I'm like, oh, but it's faster. And then the first initial, <laughs> the first initial thought I had is, well, they just added coin and just changed bit to light. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> but <laughs> besides that, you know, I ventured on and I really liked that as far as the transaction speed and everything was like pretty cool. So I started digging more into it. And obviously through Twitter, that's where I found Litecoin. So Twitter was a big introduction as far as to, oh, there are, there's more than just Bitcoin out there. And like I said, Litecoin was the first one. I dabbled into that. You know, I really liked it. I liked how fast it was. I liked how cheap it was. And it was really, really cool. And I'm like, well, this is perfect. You know, and again, I thought about artists because that's usually my first initial reaction. I'm like, this is perfect. People, you don't have to wait on payments. And, you know, you, you can get it fast. But then obviously there's the adoption, you know, there's a little, there's a little movement going on for that, but it's still going. Um, and then I found that, don't scoff at me, Matthew. 
I found Tron. <laughs> Scoff. <laughs> Put your top hand and monocle on on me. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Oh, I think said no Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I have a love and hate relationship with that network, right? And yeah. at first, I, I was pretty much in the beginning stages of all those little projects starting to stem out like Sesame Seed. And, you know, they're pretty much the first ones that I noticed because they had good design. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see what these guys are about. So I fell in love with it. I fell in love with Tron. And it got, yeah, I know, it sounds funny. <laughs> and it got to the point where I was helping people create graphics for it because anything that I'm involved with in and I love I tend to try to lend a helping hand somehow, as little or as big as they may. And it was like, I was doing telegram stickers for groups, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, we could do this. Um, the first uh, tipping bot that was done on Tron was used for something that I did as far as um, I got paid for a logo. And that was the first the first big transaction that, that happened on the network for uh, the tipping bot, which was nice, which it was kind of cool. And I started, you know, they started noticing me here and there. So I would get involved with a whole bunch of little projects and, you know, from Sesame Seed to Beatscoin that's, you know, rising right now. And I got involved with the scene just because, again, whatever I love, I try to get involved with somehow community effort, you know. And then I started to notice a lack of, art projects and that's when I started looking again at Ethereum and I saw all these projects popping up and I'm like, this is amazing. Like it's like a never ending supply of projects coming out. It was way more involved. They actually had developers and a community involved. That's very passionate. So I started digging and I started digging and I did and I found, and I love IPFS as far as the idea of it, as far as the decentralization of it. So anything with IPFS, I'm like, ooh, I got to see this. So, you know, I ended up finding uh, Textile, which is uh, a decentralized version of Instagram, where, you know, you could pretty much invite people to your, I guess, channel or stream, if that's what you want to see. Um, and they use IPFS. And so I started seeing that. I started seeing Query. And then not too long after that, I saw Super Rare. And then I saw Known Origin. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then I saw Makerspace. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like, this is something that, again, like we've talked about before, you know, somebody buys the piece, they own it, it's in their wallet, the artist gets paid automatically, nobody has to touch it, which is fantastic. It's one of the biggest drawing points for me, by the way. And, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. That's when I started designing stuff. And I would design stuff and not share it. And I just kept loading stuff on just in my hard job was just a whole bunch of pieces, finished pieces with nowhere to go at that point. And so I started start uploading stuff to Kareri and it was, I got a good reaction to it. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, this is like Tumblr, but you get paid for your art and for curating. And I'm like, this is great. And again, I'm like, after that, I found additional, which made it super too easy to mint. Um, but it made it super easy. And it was pretty much the gateway drug that I had of like 
pretty much going all in. And I'm like, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Soon after that, after I found that I personally, because I usually as artists, you know, sometimes we care more about what other people think of our work than what we think of it. Um, I'm the other way around. I, if I'm happy enough with my work, then I'll share it. And it got to the point where I said, all right, I think I'm ready. <laughs> and so I applied for Maker's Place. I got in. Um, I applied for Orange or Known Origin. I got in. And I kind of kept Super Rare like, I'll get to you. Because I know the level of where Super Rare is right now. As far as the caliber of artists that show things there. As far as who is included and whatnot. So I did. I applied to it. I got in. I recently got in. Shout out to John and Zach, which have been a fantastic help. John Crane, which is amazing. And they've been a really big help. No, that's awesome to hear. There, there sounds like a lot of parallels with mine, even though I'm not a creative. Um, but some of the things that piqued your interest to begin with um, piqued my interest. And just at the end of the day, like just community is just so fascinating. It's so rich. It's so deep. Uh, it's so collaborative. Um, and I totally agree with you. Like this, this is the future. Um, and we're, we're really just paving the way uh, as we speak, which is awesome. Uh, but if there's any other creator on scent that you would like to see spotlighted, say their name and I shall make that oh, happen. Man. There's some, there's so many of them. Uh, but the good, the good thing is that you guys have spotlighted a good amount of them, like Sparrow, like Max Osiris. Like, you know, it's, there are so many people that are coming into the scene right now that it's kind of insane. And it's great to see because you guys at the same time that you're putting up a platform where you could pretty much write your thoughts and, you know, or put your images or show or share your art. And it's something it's very, it feels very organic as far as the growth, as far as I, you don't feel like, Oh, I got to do this. And like I said, you don't have to jump through the hoops to put a post up, which is fantastic. And to see so many artists now that sometimes I can't really keep up. And it's hard for me to keep up to begin with with certain people, which in Twitter, it's like mind blowing the amount of people that I create now, which is great, which is great. Um, but as far as, I mean, let me see. I know that there's, I know AstroZach that he just pretty much um, started on scent recently. And his stuff is amazing. I his first, the first piece that he put up on Mon Origin, I I was like, oh my god, I gotta get it. And he, and I found out about him through Abyssmith. And he was just like, you gotta check this guy out. So when I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, like what is this? And his stuff is really cool. It's really outer worldly. Like it's very, it's super space, you know. And it's something that I always like. I love stuff like that. So he's definitely one to look out for. Astrozek is amazing. Abyssmus is, I think he's fantastic. He doesn't give himself enough credit, let me just say that. Um, but I really think his static screens and just the colors that he uses and how he uses them is like, you could stare at his work forever pretty much. And it's really, really cool. Uh, but, you know, the, the usual my life is better, you know, like that guy's everywhere, but he's fantastic. Neil, Neil, I've seen Neil stuff and he's getting, uh, it, he's getting a little impressive. I'm going to have to collect some of his stuff now. NY, Neil Yadav? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I just saw recently one that he just actually uploaded, I think it was yesterday. 
The deprecated cave art, that one? No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. It was uh, emotional ambiguity. That I was like, oh, like, wow, this is cool. And like at the same time that it's so great to find new artists, you're seeing all these artists actually, you're visually seeing them evolve. Dude, that, that's been one of the greatest pleasures to just watch these creators emerge, develop, and just keep keep pushing the ball forward. And why is a guy like that? Mighty Moose is like the biggest example of that. Mighty Moose is blowing up. <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's an awesome guy. I have so much time for him. It's just so cool. Like he he was just a lurker on the site and he was then leaving some replies, engaging. And now he's a full-blown effing creator. He has his own social currency. He's like, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful yeah, to it's see. crazy. Oh, another guy that I want to point out was Gary Calterich, which is, he's in, he's Lazarus 2571. His pieces are fantastic. Obviously, the, you know, the good old boys like Shortcut, Robness, Robness, uh, cyber pop, if I remember correctly. I really, I like, I like the way he thinks too. It's just like, what, like, where'd you come up with this? <laughs> but even Miss Al Simpson, Sparrow, like, there's so many good people that I, I can go on for days, honestly. And a lot of money, a lot of money species are nuts. But he's releasing on on Super. I'm just like, holy f, <laughs> like the atomic bomb today, the the. The shrimp pregnancy yesterday. <laughs> yes. And, and, but that's like, that's what I'm here for. Like stuff like that. The, uh, it's uh, the Arnolfini shrimp. I looked at it and I'm like, what? And then just with that initial, well, I'm like, I got to see what else he did with this piece. So, you know, you're, you're pretty much combing through the piece to find out what he did. And, you know, like his, the way he animates is so sick. I'm assuming he comes from a visual effects background because his stuff is way too perfect. <laughs> like Chewie's the dog. Like it's like so many things going on. And that's what I like mostly from this crypto art scene. It's you're seeing things that you would never see before, even in traditional art, because they're combining things from traditional art, but then also new age. And, and it's such a weird, beautiful mess right now that, there's so much to look at and everything is like so beautiful. Hmm. Totally, man. Well, I think that's a beautiful spot to to wrap this up and it was an awesome conversation. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Take it easy, man. Take it easy, brother. Later, Sam. See ya.